Part of the challenge of living the Christian faith is learning to use words we would not otherwise hear in everyday conversation. Words like salvation, blessed, glorify. Now, they aren't terms we toss around beyond the world of Christian disciples. Heck, even the word disciples is a pretty churchy word too when you think about it. In today's scripture reading, there are two such words, both of which are critical, not just for understanding John's gospel, but for living the kind of life that God intends for us to live. The first word is abide. It's one of John's most important words. He uses it all throughout his gospels to talk about the relationship that Jesus has with us. That includes here, in one of the most vivid and well-known images in John's gospel. In today's scripture reading, Jesus described himself as the vine, and all of us are branches so intimately connected to God and to each other that God would abide in us and we could abide in him. That's all well and good, but we just don't use that word abide enough to easily know what it means. When's the last time you heard that word abide in everyday conversation? I'm thinking of going on vacation. Know any good places for us to abide? Or, sweetheart, I'd like to get down on one knee and pop a question. Will you abide with me? Or, doctor, I've got this strange rash abiding on me. I'll admit that when it comes to the word abide, my impression is forever colored by the film The Big Lebowski. It's a 1998 film by the Coen brothers starring Jeff Bridges as Jeff Lebowski, who calls himself the dude throughout the film. He anoints himself the leader of a kind of quasi-religious movement built mostly on smoking pot and taking life easy. When he and his posse face one set of comical adventures after another, Jeff Lebowski utters a phrase throughout the film that becomes a kind of refrain. He says, the dude abides. It's Lebowski's way of telling his buddies to chill out. Let go of your worries. Let let life roll on by. Just abide. The Coen brothers said that the line, the dude abides, is actually a reference to Ecclesiastes 1.4. One generation passes away and another generation comes, but the earth abides forever. Just let life pass you by. The problem, of course, is that that is not at all what Jesus said and not what John means by abide. In fact, it's the exact opposite. To abide in Jesus does not mean passively sitting by and letting life happen to you. It does not mean laziness or complacency the way Jeff Lebowski, the dude, would want us to believe. To abide in Jesus and for Jesus to abide in you means to be active and energized about living the Christian life. It means discovering your identity so deeply connected to Jesus that you want to do whatever it takes to reflect the love of Jesus Christ to others. It's not passive at all. It's intentional and it's consistent. It means saying yes to Jesus and no to every other way that the world would have you live, just like our confirmation students did when they said yes to Jesus. Abiding in Jesus is not passive. It is 
fruit-bearing. Which leads us to the other important word for us to understand in John's Gospel today. The word is fruitfulness. John says that to abide in Jesus leads to fruitfulness. Now again, that is a very churchy word. You just don't hear the word fruitfulness in everyday conversation. Mom, Dad, I've met someone, and I think it's getting serious. He's very fruitful. Or, when I grow up, I want to move out on my own and make a fruitfulness out of myself. Or, today the NFL has announced its most fruitful player award. Honestly, if John's gospel were written by our world today in common cultural language, we would expect, and even prefer, Jesus to say something like this instead, abide in me and be happy. I mean, yeah, that we we would understand. Or, abide in me and be successful. We get that. Preach on, Jesus. But that is not what Jesus said. He told us to abide in him and bear fruit. If you read my midweek message last week, you read an important quote from the great spiritual writer Henri Nouwen. He describes perfectly and eloquently the difference between what he calls successfulness in contrast to fruitfulness. This is what he said. There is a great difference between successfulness and fruitfulness. Success comes from strength, control, respectability. A successful person has the energy to create something, to keep control over its development, and to make it available in large quantities. Success brings many rewards and often fame. Fruits, however, he said, come from weakness and vulnerability. And fruits are unique. A child is the fruit conceived in vulnerability. Community is the fruit born through shared brokenness. And intimacy is the fruit that grows through touching one another's wounds. He said, let's remind one another that what brings us true joy is not successfulness, but fruitfulness. What I love about Nouwen's distinction is that it doesn't say that success is inherently bad. Of course, we're supposed to do our best and we're supposed to strive for excellence and and work hard to fulfill our potential, whether it be in work or in life. But that is not the only way to live. And it's not really even the best way to live. Because living only by the standard of success is a mirage. It suggests that we have more control over life than we really have. It means that we we just have to rise above our challenges and barriers in order to create meaning over our lives. The problem is, That is completely antithetical to the image of the vine and branches. Because if you take a branch and cut it off and separate it from the vine, you cannot expect that branch to rise above its challenges and find it within itself to bear fruit. And that is the problem with using success as your primary measure in life. Because you can too easily believe that it is all up to you. Instead, Jesus would want you to be fruitful. And the only way to do that, according to Henri Nouwen, 
is to acknowledge how much you can't do it on your own, how much you need God, and how much you need others, and how much others need you. So, to understand the key words abide and fruitfulness in today's scripture reading, and to make them the rule of life for you, I think it requires three things. Vulnerability, community, and fidelity. First, it means being vulnerable. It means acknowledging that you do not have control over all outcomes in your life. You never have, and you never will. And that means embracing the unknown and just learning to live and breathe and endure all of the uncertainties of your life. I think about Brene Brown's famous TED Talk on vulnerability. She has said, quote, vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. She said, vulnerability is not weakness. It's our greatest measure of courage. Vulnerability means asking for help, even when your pride gets in the way. I think it means taking a risk, even when you may be turned down. It means naming your guilt and shame rather than anesthetizing yourself from it. It means recognizing that you are not as self-sufficient as you would like to think you are. And that's how vulnerability leads us to the second important thing, community. Just like a branch cannot bear fruit when it is separated out on its own, community happens when we see ourselves as interconnected and interdependent with one another. When we are willing to be vulnerable with each other, we see how we can help each other rather than fight each other. Honor Nouwen said, Intimacy is the fruit that grows through touching another's wounds. It means seeing ourselves not as better than other people or worse than other people, but dependent on each other for our mutual beauty and welfare. But finally, and I think most importantly, fruitfulness does not just come from being vulnerable or being connected in community. Ultimately, it means fidelity to God means being faithful to what God has called you to be. Mother Teresa once said, God has not called us to be successful, only to be faithful. Which gets us back to where this sermon began. Faithfulness means abiding. It means making sure each day that our number one priority is in loving God and following God's desires and loving other people. So what would it mean for you to make fruitfulness your primary standard of life. It might mean waking up each day, looking yourself in the mirror, and proclaiming this kind of affirmation. God, I want to be fruitful today. I will not be perfect. I may not even be successful today, but I will live with courage today to meet the needs of those around me. I want to be fruitful today. I will choose to see myself as no better or no worse than others, from the loved ones who live under our roof to the stranger that I meet on the street. I want to be fruitful today. I will exchange my need to control with an embrace of the uncertain so that in every moment I can remember that you are with me, that you are for me, 
and God, you abide in me. And at the end of this day, may the way that I have lived and the impact that I have made be the fruit that brings glory to you. Let's pray together. God, you are the vine and we are the branches. And apart from you, we can do nothing. Forgive us for believing the falsehood that we can make it on our own. Show us that complete trust is the surest way to the best life. Help us to put fruitfulness over success as we abide in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.